Welcome to the We Are TR Podcast. Listen as we talk about what brings us all to this great town. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to the We Are TR podcast. I'm Brandon, along with Lacey, and this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Coping Crew. Yeah, Coping Crew. So last week, you guys got to listen to us chat with Stephen and Cindy. Um, Coping Crew does landscaping, and um, for a long time, they were just doing, we learned yesterday that they were just doing a lot of um, lawn maintenance and projects, but now it's into hardscapes, so pretty much anything outside of your house. Um, if you want it, you know, a concrete driveway, a patio, retaining wall, drainage, gorgeous plants, Coping Crew can handle it. All right. Yeah. Check them out on all their social medias and their website. Definitely. So, Lacey, you buying and selling anything? Oh, man. Um, you, might, you go first today. I'm going to go first. Can I yeah. buy and sell? Yeah, buy and sell today. So, I'm going to sell. This whole week's inconvenient, right? <laughs> You're I'm just selling inconveniences <laughs> all together. Just it's just all one thing after another. You know how you just had one of those weeks. Yes. And but then on the opposite side of that, I'm gonna buy the little things that make you happy. Like so, what? Like my daughter this morning, all the baby, one one and a half. All she needed was some spicy pork rinds to make her happy. Oh my word! <laughs> spicy <laughs> and, pork rinds. And it rinds. made me happy that those made her happy. That is sweet. Yes, yes. I am actually buying. Um, it's October, and in October in TR. Um, means there's like a Thursday night harvest market and it's like it's just oh, yeah. dreamy the lights are twinkling and like it's always nice yeah it's so it's and in you get kettle lovely corn, music right? kettle corn I got kettle corn yes. yeah so I'm buying those <clears throat> farmers markets on Thursday nights I like the nighttime ones yeah. all right well, we're here at the swamp rabbit yeah live from cafe. the swamp rabbit cafe so you want to introduce yourself say if you're uh you know buying selling anything sure I'm Mary Walsh I'm one of the owners and founders of swamp rabbit cafe and grocery and so buying something is something I'm excited about. Yeah, something you're, yeah, something you um, like. I'm excited about October and Halloween. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I love really Halloween. Yeah, Halloween we're trying, we're, we're trying to figure yeah. out what we're going to be for Halloween. Yeah, your so family I'm, always does a whole cooperative yeah. outfit. Yeah, we're going to do uh, the seven drawers nice. this year. That's fun. I don't know who's going to be Snow White, but there's <laughs> seven of us, so. Oh, that's awesome. Do yeah. you dress up, Mary? Do you? I try. Yeah? yeah? What's your favorite costume that you've been in? favorite yeah uh, but we have a lot of staff that are really into Halloween and so someone always shows up with a fun <laughs> surprise <laughs> yeah so uh, you know, tell us uh, the ins and outs what goes on here at the cafe yeah how long have you guys been here at Swamp Rabbit um, so we've been here for 12 years okay and we're on the Swamp Rabbit Trail <laughs> a lot of people know Obviously, um, yeah, we can hear a lot of the ambiance. crying babies. You hear activity right now. <laughs> Which is great. It's so busy and active. I yeah, love it. Yeah, it's so busy out here. Um, but it's our mission to buy, sell, and cook with local food to support a just and sustainable food system that mm-hmm. allows local farmers to thrive. And so 12 years ago, before we started the business, my partner and friend Jack and I saw a big gap in um, the ability uh, for people in our community to buy food from farmers. Mm-hmm. Aside from the farmers markets and 
like physically driving out to a farm 12, 13 years ago, like there were very limited options. And so our business idea started with us seeing a need and then wanting to fill that need. And then from, from the original concept of just making local vegetables, fruits, and meat and dairy available to consumers seven days a week, you know, that rolled into, well, there's no cafe using local food mm -hmm. and there's no bakery making fresh pastries and bread every morning and using good ingredients, you know, at the time. And so it all roped into this business that we have today, uh, which is a grocery, cafe, bakery. Um, we've expanded since into now we do wholesale. Oh, okay. So all the work we do to source our food from hundreds of different farmers and food makers. Now we make a list and once a week we deliver to area restaurants and other markets that are also wanting to source local. Oh, wow. But don't have the time to source from the hundreds of people we do. Or on the flip side, farmers don't always have the time to deliver to 20 different restaurants and worry about collecting payments from 20 different restaurants. Yeah. So our wholesale arm does all that work for everybody. So you, you become a resource then for those farmers and those restaurants. I didn't realize that was another part. Yeah. The growth is phenomenal. And honestly, you guys have done a great job. Your location is really fun on the trail. Um, did So did you or your business partner have experience doing this? Or was it like, okay, we're just going to go for it and try it out? I think we kind of lucked out in that the things that we were interested in most turned out to be things that other people mm. became interested in or were interested in too. And so we just thought, every, why wouldn't you want to buy a local tomato? And then turned out like, you know, people did would go out of their way to do that. And um, one thing I didn't mention yet, but was really important to us is that I came from a city where... I didn't, our family didn't really have a car. Like we had one car and it, my father took it to work every day. And then we took buses, we walked, oh. we biked, you know. So when we moved here, I was still in that mindset. My husband and I like, didn't have a lot of money. So we had one car and I would walk and bike everywhere. And so when we opened the business, it was important to me that we would be somewhere where you could safely walk or bike to work um, or to get your groceries. And so at the time, the trail in this section had just opened. Okay. And it's unbelievable to think now, but back in the day, everyone wasn't excited about the trail. Right, you know? yes. And you would, you would go for a run or you'd ride your bike and you might be the only one for a couple miles. And so now, of course, it's exploded and it's popular and everybody wants to be on the trail. But in the old days, that was a little bit unique to us that we wanted to be walkable yeah, yeah you definitely looked out on this location for sure i mean right timing for sure <laughs> uh, yeah for sure so how many actual farms are i mean how far are you going out to get the food yeah, how, how many farms are like up here in just the upstate i mean you, i guess you don't really other than maybe beechwood you know i'm sure not a lot of people know how many farms there are around here yeah there's so many and there's all like different shapes and sizes and um in every given year and it fluctuates a lot because new farms come around and older farms go out of business. But we average buying from about 300 different farms and food oh, vendors. Wow. Like, wow. So it's 300 different unique, like, you know. <laughs> That's a lot to keep up with. It's a lot of vendors. Lot, yeah. And so we always joke, like, if there's a way to do it, we because of our commitment to doing it the right way, we usually do it in the most inefficient, complicated, <laughs> expensive way. If there's a way to do possible. it, we'll do it the hardest way. <laughs> but then, you know, being able to always confidently say, we are doing everything we can to use this local cheese, you know, and sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, sometimes we have trouble source, like getting it consistently or 
you know, but yeah. we always want to know that we did everything we can to make that cheesemaker successful. Yeah. And use it in our kitchen, sell it in our grocery, you know, and promote it. So how far, when you say local and these 300 farmers, like, is there a radius or is it just sort of, you know, we meet each farm and we figure as we go, or do you guys have kind of a, a circle that you pull so from? So the vast majority, like, a whole lot are within an hour's drive. Okay. A lot wow. even less. Um, and we used to have, like, a, a strict radius, but that kind of gets tricky. <laughs> and so now, like, everything in South Carolina, we'll call it local. Okay. Um... And then we got a, we have sort of a border, like part, half, about half of Georgia and Tennessee we consider local. Yeah. Because uh, wow. you know some parts of Georgia and Tennessee are an hour and a half away, some yes. are like six hours. Wow. Um, so we've kind of more recently drawn more of a map to separate local versus regional versus neither. Yeah. North Carolina we will consider local. Yeah. What are some of your goals for, you know, do you have like, I mean expansion or you're like okay we just want to continue to buckle down with these 300 in this you know cafe or we're like well we have this idea you know we have like so many fun ideas <laughs> that it's really hard to be disciplined and not do them all yes but also jack and i are still here at the business every single day and i think part of the reason we're still in business is because we've resisted the urge to like someone there was a while where like once a month someone say hey i have this abandoned dilapidated yes. building I know you guys like that because that's what our building was <laughs> you know and I think people are wanting a fun and maybe an authentic business to move into their development mm. but we know that um, the business isn't in a place where it doesn't require us to be here every day yeah and so having more than one of those would probably stretch ourselves too thin um, so I think we've resisted and it's been a good thing um, and what we're focusing on is trying to do what we're already doing better, more efficiently. Um, and so that's our main focus. Yeah. And so I know y'all do, uh, y'all still do like events out here. I've been to a few or movie showings and stuff like that. And yeah. what do y'all, you know, kind of have for the future for that? And so that coming up? that's a good question because <laughs> we um, just had, we had a, an event planner um, before the pandemic hit. And then that happened and then we got boring and stopped doing events. <laughs> and then um, we've tried really hard to like control and, you know, not overdo it, but we just brought that person back. And so we're gonna start doing really fun events. Again, like my mom is from Brazil. So very randomly, we just said, hey, let's, I met some Brazilians here. They were playing Brazilian music. I said, let's have Brazil night. And we just thought it would be a little thing. And then everybody from Brazil came here and swooped <laughs> down and became a really big event for us. That's so cool. Um, so we, we hope to start doing events like that again. Yeah, I can't remember how long ago it was. Maybe it was pre-pandemic, but I took a class here and um, learned how to make dumplings with oh. my daughter. And it was so fun and really educational. And we then we all, like there was maybe, I don't know, 10 of us. And then we all had a big dinner together with the things we'd made. And it was a neat class. So yeah. those are, I think those are fun events. And you're, I think what's appealing of course about you guys I mean obviously your location but it really is so family friendly I don't think I've ever been here that I haven't seen families kids and it feels so it welcome always so packed out here too yeah yeah I and I it. think you know that did that wasn't like intentional necessarily in our vision when we started the business it just happened naturally I think because we were here every day 
we started building, like we started having kids. Yeah, because you were young when you guys started this, right? Mm -hmm. We're still young. You are very young. <laughs> 12 years. You're very young. I turned 50. Everyone's young. <laughs> um, I think just because we were at that point of our lives where we were building our family up, like we were bringing our kids to work and we needed something to do with them so we could get work done. Yeah. So we like built a fence and put some toys in it. And then family started bringing their old toys to the fence area yeah and now it's become like a really nice passive playground where parents can relax and have a latte and kids can play but not climb up high on things and be dangerous yes like that. nice too because like playgrounds are the most stressful thing in the uh, entire world they really are and it's not i don't even care about them getting hurt it's just like <laughs> there's so many kids and so many people and so and they're without that fence they can go anywhere yeah yeah. yeah, we got. I mean, we got, we got five too. It's like you know how hard it is to keep up with five kids. I do. Mm -hmm. So it's but so having something like that's super nice for families. Yeah, it really is. And I think a big thing that influenced how the the, the, the essence that we have right now is that we're most conventional businesses, especially grocery stores, is just a giant parking lot in a store. Mm. And I mean, we probably didn't have enough money to do a giant parking lot anyway. <laughs> but even if we did, we probably I know most businessy businesses would say like that's going to make you more money because now you know we have limited parking. Um, but it's important to us to have these grassy areas, yeah. and kids areas, and I think like when you go to a big box store, you just park, you are in and out. Like here, you run into your neighbor, or we have daughters running into their fathers here. <laughs> like that community aspect is like. It's a really special thing that I think we don't realize how much of that we've lost and how it, little of that It really is. is. So what do you guys do about parking? Like, let's talk about that because it can be, you know, difficult, but you've got, you know, kind of two entrances. You can come on either side. Is there additional parking people can use? Yeah, so the trail, um, there is a church across the river not far, and their parking lot is only full Wednesday nights and Sunday. Um, and they've always had their lots open to the public oh, for trail great. users, at least. So we try to, as much as we can, encourage people who are, are going to use the trail to go across the way. And a lot of people do do that. Yeah. Um, and then the rec district also put just put in additional, like, maybe 15 spots across the road from us. So all okay. that little bit helps, but yeah. it's an issue. Yeah, for sure. And let's talk a little bit, too, about what you guys... You know, it's a grocery store, so you can get your groceries. But then you have the cafe. Um, now, is the cafe open at all hours that the grocery store is open? Or do they have... Okay. Yeah, 7.30 to 7 every day. Okay, so that's... Yeah, and then... So it's breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, pizzas and... Like, wood-fired pizzas or no? Did I make we that up? We used to do that. Yeah, okay. And we stopped... You know, during the pandemic, we moved all of our cashiers, all of our registers outside. Yeah. And that was where we served pizza. Um, and so then we just got busy... Yeah. And we cluttered up the space where the registers used to be. And so there's no plans to bring pizza back right now. Okay. We would have to, like, rearrange a lot of things. What are some of the favorite items that people do purchase then? What are some of the most popular things? So we're really known for our stucco bread. Yes, you are. And so good. What is stucco bread? I think stucco. You, stucco. you need to have stucco. some today. Like, of course, I'd say it wrong. Stucco. And it's fine. <laughs> I'm not I mean, fancy. Stucco yeah. bread would be not tasty, probably. Isn't that like a building <laughs> supply? That's what you put on the roof. Right? Yeah. You Hot should go home with some stucco bread today. It's really delicious. So what is stucco bread? So I'll let you explain. Stucco means stick in Italian. And it was something I used to make at home when I was just tinkering around. And then in the old days, you know, it would just be me and Jack and maybe one other employee in the store. And I made it. And custom, a customer, regular came in and was raving about it. And it's like, well, let's make more. 
And then we started making more and more, and then we started using it for sandwiches. And then a lot of people started just buying it and eating it straight out of the bag. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> and so it's just something that's been growing and growing. And I think because we put so much, it's like a really handmade product. We make it every day. Um, do you make it anymore? Scratch. I don't, I know we have bakers now yeah. who make it pretty much all the time. And they'll come at night to make it through the night. Um, and that's just because Third of shift, our signature the bread now. bacon. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it has it changed? Are some things that you missed about the early days where you were, you know, maybe making bread more? Or, like, what are some things that have shifted that in you, in you and Jack's responsibilities? Yeah, it is really fun to bake and make food. It's fun. I, I enjoy, like, every once in a while I'll go and help stock some shelves. And it's still really fun. Um, so we miss doing all of that. The, interacting with customers more and working the registers. You know, until a few years ago, I was still working registers every yeah. weekend, a little bit, at least. Um, and that's all fun, but now we have uh, over 100 employees. Wow. So, oh, wow. That's you know, impressive. We, we have to now focus more of our work you, on making their jobs better <laughs> and easier. How do you manage 100 that. employees? That yeah, that's a, that crazy. is a full-time job. And yeah. are they mostly part-time, or do you have, like, a lot of full-time? I mean, it's, it's a mix. I think we have more full-time now um, than we have in the past. Yeah. It, it's always a mix. That's huge, wonderful growth, too, that you're providing that also in the community. I mean, 100 jobs is no small thing. It's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and we offer insurance benefits. Everyone gets a free meal every day. Um, everyone gets PTO. Yeah. So we're trying to make things as good as we can. Yeah, you got, I mean, it's like... Like, I hope that you take some moments to kind of be like, wow, we did this. It's a big deal. And you've done really remarkably well. So Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting to see, like, we had this idea. Did you guys meet in college, or how, how are you guys friends? Uh, Jack and I met. We used to work at Upstate Forever. So they're a oh, local sure. nonprofit. Mm-hmm. And um, I worked in the water program, and she worked in the um, land protection program. Oh, that's really neat. And so we met there, and then we would always run into each other at the farmer's markets because we would do all of our <laughs> shopping there. And that's kind of where it all this all started. I love that it has an Upstate Forever. I love that organization. We partner with them often, and it's really they're really neat. Um, well, this is fascinating, um, and I've always loved coming, but I never knew some of the history, and so it's neat to hear. Um, we always have a couple just kind of random questions we like to ask just to get to know guests better and for fun. So usually they're pretty silly. Um, this first one is, would you rather? Would you rather blow up 100 balloons or lick 500 envelopes? Those are your choices. I think I blew up 100 balloons over the past weekend. <laughs> your daughter's my, birthday party? No. Well, that too. But my friend, she got married and my wife was somehow in charge of mm. all the balloon things and yes. i helped blow up balloons so, so was that better would you want to look on well we actually had a we've we've blow up so many balloons that she uh we've bought the balloon blower machine yes yes so it actually helps oh, i'm sure and now we've figured out a way to like blow two time together and other oh, like you're so yeah smart. it's not me I don't, no. <laughs> your wife is so yes, smart she <laughs> <laughs> i don't know which i'd rather do i don't want to do either of those what do you uh, think, Mary? Do you have a preference? You get a paper cut on your tongue? <laughs> I know. Licking an envelope? Yeah, maybe the balloons. Yeah. I, don't, I the really, gratification of seeing the balloons. That's true. I really don't like blowing up balloons, though. I don't like tying them. I don't like dealing with them. Get lightheaded. <laughs> yes, for real. I don't like it. Um, okay. If you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be? It was named after you. Hmm. Maybe a bicycle? Uh, that would be fun. The Mary. Would or it be, Mary. like, an electric bike? I'm kind of obsessed with those lately. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
This is special, Mary Beth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brandon? What do you want named after you? Ice cream. Oh yes, yeah, a flavor. I have or, always wanted a sandwich named after me. I don't know why. Or yeah, I was gonna say a sandwich. We still um, we gotta have like the We R T R podcast sandwich. Nate's um Nate's Pizza told us we could name a sandwich after us, and we forgot to ever yeah, do it. We need so to we do need that. to yeah. go back and yeah. do that. Yeah, I've always wanted to have a T R sandwich. Yeah, what would be? We maybe probably we could, would. Maybe we could yeah, no, we would be yeah, totally that'd be awesome. different. <laughs> we would be. Totally I would want different. something spicy, and I would not. Like like a spicy chicken. So something spicy but not spicy. Yes. And something with lots but like I love cucumber on a sandwich. It's like a little crunch, but like I know, see Brandon see, would we're like it. Total opposites. I know. Maybe it could be like a sandwich that has two different ends. It's like <laughs> you you could like, share it in the middle. Like a half and half. <laughs> Alright, last question. If you had someone following you around all the time, what would you have them do? So basically I guess just a helper Playing constantly. Theme music. <laughs> That's just what you want. You don't want help, you just want music. Yeah, just see how your mood goes, you know. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I have always wanted to If I get music. mad, they probably play an angry music. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, maybe they could do my laundry. Yes. I like doing laundry. I don't either. I definitely think it'd be a person just doing chores for me. Just doing things I don't like doing. <laughs> maybe driving Lacey. for carpool. Do, do. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. Could, you, I just, could you get my water for me? I don't even want to get up right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I'd so What's the one? Uh, hidden talents. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you have any hidden talents? We've been asking everybody this. We're finding that we don't, so we're impressed. <laughs> we're tapped out on our, our hidden talents. <laughs> yeah. uh, a hidden talent. Yeah. I don't exercise the talent. I used to draw more. Yeah. And so that's probably hidden because I don't do it anymore. You should get it back out. I do it sometimes with the kids. Yeah. Well, that's something you got to practice at, though, like a lot. You don't have a lot of time to sit down and, like, yeah, find your pencil. <laughs> no. But it's fun if you keep, like, I usually keep um, a pencil paper in my bag, not for drawing. I, the drawing I do is comical. My kids actually love to ask me to draw things because it's just hideous. But for writing, like, just ideas when I'm, you know, so maybe it'd be nice to sketch out what you're seeing sometimes. Because drawing is a lost talent. I feel like we tend to have kids do it, and then we don't, we forget that we all can be creative. Yeah. Yep. So uh, if people want to follow you on social, website, uh, where do they do that at? Uh, it's just look for Swamp Rabbit Cafe. And you'll find us. Yeah. Facebook, Instagram. Any TikTok, anything like videos? We don't maintain our TikTok too much. We probably should. It's hard. Yeah, it's a lot. All right, Lacey, where we find you at? Travelers Rest here on not TikTok, but on Instagram Mm -hmm. and Facebook. We are doing some videos, though. I have been doing a lot more video reels. They seem to be something people like, so I'm trying. Yeah. All right, you find me at Tim's Mobile Detailing on all the platforms. Thanks for having us today. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. Hey guys, and thanks for listening to that episode. We really hope you enjoyed it. We would like to invite you every third Tuesday of the month to the Community Tap for Trivia Night, hosted by me and Lacey from the We RTR podcast. Come out, have fun, have a few drinks, and let's have a good time together.